Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everybody, and God bless you. Welcome to Reaching Out Radio International. We are a ministry team working in love and unity and one mind and one accord as a body of Christ sharing the gospel into the world. Here at Reaching Out Radio, our hope is that we can help enrich your walk with God, that we can teach you the true message of the cross. We want people to be healed, delivered, and set free. And my beautiful sister in Christ reached out to me this week. She's always obedient in the leading of the Spirit. God was prompting her to speak about healing. And with everything that's going on in this world right now, the hate, everything that's going on with fear and COVID, I think this broadcast is right on time. I myself recently lost my dad on July 31st unexpectedly to COVID, and I'm grieving right now, and my heart hurts, and it's a hard time to go through. But through prayer and sisters in Christ like Lady Carmen and my brothers in Christ all over the world, I've been getting healing in my life, and I truly know that the true power of God, when he moves on our lives, we can be healed. And it's not just physical healing. We're speaking up. Many people need spiritual healing. Many people need physical healing and emotional healing. So I'm excited to have this broadcast on tonight. I consider it an honor. I just, I'm just excited to see what God's going to do tonight. And I know you're going to be blessed in it, and I'm truly excited. Um, I know that there's going to be a giveaway tonight, and I want Lady Carmen to actually speak about that. But we're going to kick off with a song, and the song is called Trust in Me Only, and that's what many of us need to be doing right now is putting our trust in God and not the things that's going on in this world or man, but truly trusting in God. So may God bless you. May the broadcast bless you tonight. I thank each and every one that's on tonight with Lady Carmen as her guest, an amazing, amazing panel of men and women, anointed men and women of God, you are going to be blessed. So please share, 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 or if you share the link tonight, all the ones that share have a chance to win Pastor Gray's book. And as I said, I want her to share a little bit about that. But again, here is the song, Trust in Me Only.
everybody. Praise God. Thank you so much, and welcome to Pierce in the Heavens. Wow, it has been such a awesome, awesome, awesome night already. Thank you so much for that introduction that you gave us, Evangelist Montel. Um, and I just want to say to you, I know that right now uh, this is a really hard time for you. Um, losing your dad, I know that's very, very painful to go through something like that. And, you know, I too recently lost my mom in your mourning and I share in your grief. And so I just want you to know right now that you are in our heart, you are with us in our prayers. And even right now, Father God, I just thank you for this amazing, amazing woman of God, Evangelist Montel. I just pray, Father God, that even tonight that you'll continue to comfort her and that you'll bring healing and peace and comfort into her life like never before. God, give her peace in her mind, peace in her mind, peace in her mind, in the name of Jesus. I pray, woman of God, that God would just continue to bless you and use you for his glory. It's an honor, and we're so grateful to God that you're on here with us tonight. And thank you uh, for your support that you continue. Radio is truly like a family to me. So I just wanted to let you know that you are, you are in my heart, you are in my prayers. And, you know, I remember when you first shared the news, um, I was so shocked. And, you know, my heart just went out to you. And that's why, I mean, you have already actually been on my heart, but I just had to reach out to you and let you know um, that we're here for you and that we love you. And so thank you so, so much um, for just allowing us this opportunity. But I want you to know that we are going to pray for you on tonight corporately as well. And so thank you again. And I just want to say, uh, tonight, this program, we have not done this program, I believe, since 2016, so um, this is our first time coming back, and so we are so, so excited. Um, tonight, we have a few guests that have never been on the broadcast before, one of them being someone who I've been knowing for a number of years. Um, her name is Miss Janine. Janine, are you there? I am here. God bless you, Prophetess Cummins. God bless you. It's been a pleasure to know you and work with you and know that you are definitely a woman of God by your actions. They speak louder than your words. Thank you so much, woman of God. You know, this whole program, as I had mentioned to you when I first reached out to you over the weekend, um, the Spirit of God had just been ministering to me um, through the Word of God, and I had just been so moved by all of the things that have been happening um, with COVID, um, with the hurricane, the floods, and all of these things. And he just began to give me this word, and he put on my heart that he wanted me to do this broadcast tonight on healing and I know healing is something that you know all too well about. Is that right? Oh, absolutely. Multiple times over. Tell us about your most recent experience that you've had with God concerning healing. 
I'm so glad that you asked me and he put me on your heart for this period of time and greetings to the Reaching uh, Radio International Station and Piercing the Heavens online. It's through the air that someone is going to get healed today, and I am a living testimony, a witness, a voice that's crying in the wilderness that's telling men and women alike that God worked multiple miracles for me. Just eight months ago, I was diagnosed with stage four cancer and looking death in the face with also COVID-19 at the same time. Everything that could go wrong with that sickness went wrong, but eight months ago, God has given me a clear slate. Again, I am free of cancer. My God, and yes, you are. And I remember when I first heard about it um, last year, I was just devastated and blown away because I just remember your ministry and just watching God use you over the years. And when I saw that, the Spirit of God just put on my heart to begin to just fast and pray. Um, I just knew that it God had more for you. He had more Absolutely. for you to do. And Absolutely. I believe I, I reached out to you and I let you know that, you yes, know, because I was just like, no, there's no way on the planet this lady is going anywhere. You know, <laughs> it was like God. Absolutely has purpose for her life. And, you know, the song that we opened up with, it's the reason why we opened up with that song, because last year um, in the spring, I became very ill and um, it happened very quickly um, how it happened. Um, I was so ill that, you know, the enemy was trying to literally make me think that I was going to die. And, Mm. I'm going to tell you right now, the word of God is alive. When when the Bible says that the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, it really is. It is active. It is alive. And the spirit of God begins to remind me of the word of God. And one of the verses that he used was 1 Timothy 1 and 18. And this verse, Um, It is Apostle Paul where he's speaking to Timothy and he's reminding him uh, to be reminded of the prophecies (laughs) that were Mm -hmm. spoken over his life concerning his purpose and destiny. And Mm -hmm. he told him to basically take those prophecies, release those prophecies into the atmosphere, remind God. Bring remembrance to God of his word, because his word cannot return unto him void. So during that time, I said to God, I didn't rebuke the enemy. I went to God. And this is one of the things that he began to even recently let me know. A lot of times when things happen, a lot of people begin to just bind the enemy. Basically, what you're doing is you're going straight to the enemy. But you got to do what Hezekiah did. You got to go straight to God. Right. You got to go straight to God. So what I did, I went straight to God and I said, God, I can't die because you have not done everything that you said that you were going to do in my life. And about the fourth 
day of my illness, I mean, I was just in so much pain. I mean, it was just excruciating. I laid down and went to sleep somewhere around maybe 2 a.m. When I woke up, I was totally healed. And so the the song that we played in the beginning of the broadcast, that is one of the songs that the Spirit of God gave me to minister to me and comfort me that he was emphatically going to heal me. And so you are alive right now, woman of God. Yes. Yes. Because God has prophecy over your life Absolutely. that has not been fulfilled. And yes. what are some of the things that God has uh, placed in you now and that he's given you to run with now? Well, I want to just highlight the, the, the miraculous miracle that he did. It wasn't just the stage four cancer that the doctors yes. were even concerned about. And I had to take um, chemotherapy, the highest dose, and radiation, the highest dose, and kept being derailed by multiple illnesses that even those needed treatment. But I had throat cancer, and as a recording oh artist, that is devastating to hear that you have throat cancer. Eight months ago, for those of you that's on this on this program, on this radio station, I couldn't even talk. I couldn't sing. I could not do anything but write on a board and ring a bell. My family got irritated trying to hear me move my lips. And I just want to let you know that nothing is impossible with God. What he promised and what he did in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and the healings, he can still do. He did yesterday. He did. He can do it today, and he will do it tomorrow. And he has promised me with a new transformational message of the mindset. It's how you think, because you talked about what you speak about. You, you you bring about. You have to speak it until you see it. But also what you think about, you bring about. So if your thinking is thinking, it's not going to bring the results that you ultimately desire. And I am assigned through song to encourage, uplift, motivate, but also on a spiritual chiropractic way to adjust the mindset, the thoughts, of God. You are doing just that. Let me ask you a question because there are some people right now, they may be where you were. They may be where I was, right? They may be racked pain. They may have received a diagnosis. Um, Was there a time that you doubted during your illness? There were moments that I doubted, and I'm glad that you asked, and I will touch base on this again. And I know that we, uh, you know, there's just a few minutes that we want to stay within that time frame, but sometimes the pain and the report of the doctor and the, and the, the test results and what they're calling it and what it said and how you're feeling And how you see your body with the COVID-19 and the stage four cancer, they wanted to put me on a ventilator. They were calling my husband. They were, and I had just read the week before not to go on the ventilator. Now, for some people, it may have worked. But for my body, my condition, and my situation in my spirit, 
I knew that had I gotten on that ventilator, I would have exited. So you must be sensitive to the voice of God. And it's important around you that speaking positive and able to hold your arms up when you can't hold yourself up. There were times when I couldn't even get myself out of the bed. I couldn't even get myself to the bathroom. I couldn't even walk to the doctor's appointments. So you need somebody that's going to be there to be able to carry you when you can't carry yourself, pray for you when you can't pray for yourself, when you're crying, you're sick, you're out of your mind, you don't know what's going on, sing in your ear, place some spiritual songs that's going to help minister to that subconscious, to that spirit man that's going to keep you going when there is doubt in the conscious, when there is human, humanistic uh, things that are coming against you. Uh, yeah, sometimes I look at the door and say, oh, especially when the COVID-19 hit my body. Now, I don't know if I'm going to pull through stage four cancer and COVID-19. I was pretty positive, but there were some sick days. You just touched on um, the actual theme of this particular broadcast on healing, um, St. Luke 5, 19 through 20, um, when the gentleman brought their friend to Jesus and they couldn't get in the house. So they went up on the rooftop and they basically tore through the tiles, dropped him down to Jesus. And, you know, the, well, we'll go deeper into that story a little bit later, but you said being able to have people around you that can hold your hands up and pray for you and that can speak life into you. And when I heard about your situation last year, um, the Spirit of God reminded me of Mary uh, when Peter was in prison. And the Bible said that, you know, the saints, they all gathered at Mary's house for mass corporate prayer. And they mm-hmm. prayed to the point where God literally sent a angel. He sent an angel yes. Uh, yes. to supernaturally bring him out. And what was what I and I know you told me later on that people were praying for you around the world, around the country. Um yes. I just was looking at the fact from my from my look from my little my little uh town. I was like, where are the saints at? I was like, where are the saints? You know, because mm-hmm. I was like, we need to rally. I was like, this is something where you need to stop eating. Stop eating. This this woman needs this. It, I just didn't understand why I didn't see what I saw in the Bible with Mary's prayer meeting. So as a matter of fact, as a matter (laughs) of fact, Prophetess Carmen, I am from a Christian race family and unbeknownst to me, my entire family on the back line from Canada, from all over the world came together and they not only did spiritual fasting, but they had a prayer meeting online. And, and they prayed yes. and they touched and agreed. So I know that I have the kind of friends that this Luke 5 talks about that will hold me up when I couldn't hold myself yes. up, that would be in the warfare and in the trenches with me when I couldn't be there. Now, I mind you, my phone would ring off the hook prior to this illness because being wow. a psalmist, a being out front, you know, I had a lot of favor, and I have done a lot of things, and I've traveled 
because of my, my voice, excuse me. But when you get sick, there is something that happens to a lot of those, what I call, they're, they're really just uh, pseudo friends. They're not there. They stop calling. The phone stops ringing. But you're able to see who's really in your life. And I knew without a shadow of a doubt, without a shadow of a doubt, and that's the first question in this, in this conversation, who are your friends? Are they able to bring you to a place where you need to be healed? Are they able to redirect you? Are they able to cover you in prayer? Are they able to lift you? This man had paralysis, paralyzation in this day. Now, you know, you can be paralyzed in more ways than one. You can be paralyzed in your mind. You can, you know, you can, you can be paralyzed in your body. You can have something traumatic that happens to you, and it stops you. It gets you stuck, and you're paralyzed. So you're not reaching your potential. That stage four cancer can not only be the disease of cancer in your body somewhere, but it can be cancerous in the spiritual realm. So you need someone to be able to help pull you out of that stuck place. And that's what I had in my life, those that were able to care for me and carry me to the rooftop. And not only that, just imagine what they had to go through. They didn't talk about the tools that they had to break through the roof. They had to break through the roof, and then they had to lift this heavy weight and lift a bed down to the miracle worker. So that was a lot of sweat and work, and they probably got injured and tired along the way, but you need somebody that's not going to give up. You need to search your friends out. They had faith when he didn't. He says because of their faith, he forgave the sins. Forgiveness is also needed and required, not only by the Father, Check yourself, because I was checking myself all the time, because I didn't know that if I was getting ready to exit. Now, I know I don't ever die. This God's spirit to send me is eternal. He says, I knew you before you entered into your mother's womb, so I existed. So I know I go back to the source. But I knew that I was going to leave this world, and I needed to check myself, make sure that I didn't have any malice or unforgiveness in my heart, and to make sure that I had set the path right with the maker if he decided that this was it. And make sure that you check yourself. Somebody is on this line right now. You may not even know that you have some type of paralyzation or stage four cancer or illness. And I'm not just talking about the diagnosis of stage four cancer that I had, but you're in a stuck place But we know a guy. That's a miracle worker. And it's time for your miracle. It's time for your healing. Yes, it is. And you are flowing with the spirit of grace because I was literally about to ask you to just say something encouraging um, to those that are listening. You have said so much. And thank you for going into that because what you were speaking about them going and, and dropping him down, I was like that whole those scriptures literally came alive to me. And, you know, Jesus was a carpenter. So everything that was going on with that roof, he understood all of that. He understood the effort, the strength, and all of those things that it took, which is why 
when the sick man was being lowered, he wasn't even focused on him. He was focused on Mm -hmm. the people that went through all that work, right? And so for those of you that are praying and interceding, don't think that God does not see you. He sees you. He sees you and he hears you. And he, it's a friend of mine was reminding me this morning that God, he's a reward of those that diligently seek him. And so woman of God, what I would like for you to do real quick, if you can just pray for those that are listening that are in need of healing, whether it be spiritual, physical, what have you, and just let the spirit of God use you. I believe we have about two minutes. In my closing, I just want to highlight that there was a crowd. And sometimes you've got to be creative creative when a problem comes to your door. You've got to be willing to do something different. You've got to be willing to change your mindset and understand. Cancel out those negative thoughts. Make sure that you're thinking on good things, whatsoever is pure, true, whatsoever is lovely, kind, good reports of virtue. Think on those things. Make sure that you're watching the things that you need to be watching. You know, the Pharisees and Sadducees that come and the scribes from everywhere. And they were actually angry that God had healed this paralyzed man. There are going to be some people that's not going to be celebrating your success but you keep your mind focused on what God is doing in your life and make sure that the miracle that he works in your life, you go and you tell the world that he has healed you. As I encourage you with the struggles that you're going through and my condolences to those that have lost their loved ones, God knows your pain. He's right there with you. Feed yourself the food you need with those thoughts I just said. Read Place those negative thoughts that you're having with positive thoughts and know that God is with you. Right now, I speak to the sick bodies and I speak to the sick minds and the sick hearts and the sickness and disease, and I cancel out everything that is not of God in your life, in your mind. Any thoughts that you're telling yourself that you cannot make it, that you cannot endure, possibly he's chosen you. For this assignment, I know when I was going through, so I'm encouraging you right now. I'm lifting up your spirit to the Father that he might touch you and empower you to be able to endure the test that is coming before you, that you be healed in Jesus' name, that everything, every doubt, every situation that you're fronted, confronted with, that you have the friends that are surrounding you to protect you and to lift you and to encourage you when you can't encourage yourself. And we lift you up before the Father right now, that you have the strength that you need to walk through this journey. Today, yesterday, and forevermore, that you be a victorious, powerful word to witness and testify for his glory that he has brought in your life, for the miracle that he's about to work in your life, for the healing that he's already done and you're just walking it out in your life. In Jesus' name, may you be blessed this day and forevermore. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much for joining us on tonight. Miss um, Janine, everyone, thank you so much. Please send her 
some uh, I love yous, we love you, and all of these little cute emojis that everyone <laughs> does. <laughs> just blow, just blow up her social media accounts. Please let everyone know how they can find you. So Janine is spelled J I N N E A N dot A S K E W. On the Facebook page, you can find me at Janine, the J-I-N-N-E-A-N, on Instagram, and the J-I-N-N-E-A-N number one on um, uh, its Twitter. And this is just, the, as I close, I just want to sing this a little bit. I'm healed in Jesus' name. No more sickness, no more pain. By his stripes, I can proclaim I am healed in Jesus' name. God bless you. God bless you, and thank you so much for joining us. Wow, you have truly been a blessing on tonight. And just so everyone knows, one of the greatest times that I have had uh, during prophetic worship has been when this woman of God has been the one that's at the mic. (laughs) I will never forget your band. So you are a bad woman. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us. You're so welcome. God bless you. I'll be listening, but I'm muting and moving around. Thank you so much. Well, we're going to have Prophetess Pearl coming up next, but before we bring her on, we're going to go to our next song by Jason Nelson, one of my favorites, Uh, Show Me the Meaning, and we'll be right back. I forgot who I was talking to for a minute The God who made the heavens and the universe The one who gave his life so I could be in it In it You answer prayer after prayer I find no way to forget So quick to move on to the next Yeah, how could I not be content all of my needs are met I need to retrace my steps I'm so done, I'm so done Complaining about my blessings My blessings, oh When the night is gone Show me that I'm missing The meaning of what you've done Show me the meaning Love the red sea, defeating my enemy, keep giving me the 
welcome back to Piercing the Heavens with Lady Carmen. Thank you all so much for joining us on tonight. We have just had the incomparable Janine on with us. If you missed that, there will be a replay where you can go back and listen to her. And right now, uh, we are so proud to introduce a friend of the family, <laughs> Prophetess Pearl Maribel. How are you? I'm doing okay, woman of God. How are you? I'm doing just fine. Thank you so much for joining us on tonight. And actually, for the first time you with us for Piercing the Heavens, you were normally on with us for Women Walking Worthy. So it's an honor to have you on tonight. So how are things with you? Things are well. You know, I, I never confessed. I try my best not to con- confess my condition. I always yeah. try to confess you know, what I'm believing God to do. So I, it all is well. <laughs> well, we are so excited to have you. And I just want to start, you know, there were some questions that, you know, I had been praying and asking God, what are some of the things that you would like for me to ask uh, the guests? And, yes. you know, I know many of us, um, whether it's, you know, in our immediate family or whether it's yes. friends, it's just been so much, tragedy and so much pain, so much death, so much sickness, just so many things that are going on in families right now. And one of the questions that he put on my heart was to ask people, what is one of the greatest pains that you have ever experienced and how did God heal you from it? Well, that I would be happy to answer that. And thank you for asking that. Well, I would have to say that my pain has been more emotionally. Um, It took me, when I got married, it took us five years before I was able to conceive. And the disappointment that came with that, just it pretty much broke me. Um, Toward the end of one of the years, the fifth year, right before I was able to conceive, Um, my stomach actually started showing signs looking as if I was, if I was pregnant. And because I was a new convert and I didn't really understand much about faith, I began to say, well, yeah, I'm expecting. And when I went to the doctor to find out, you know, I was not pregnant, it crushed me. And I had to learn the difference between my expectations versus God's expectations, that his ways are not my ways. And I can humble myself enough to tell that story. Uh, Some of my other pain has just come from, you know, in all honesty, has come from relationships. Uh, I've, I've had physical ailments my whole life, but... Uh, I believe that the Lord has allowed me to triumph over every physical ailment that I have encountered. Again, the majority of my pain has uh, been from disappointment and heartbreak. I had to learn how to handle disappointment if God deferred something in my life. The Bible says that hope deferred makes the heart sick. So whether you believe in God for an emotional healing or physical healing, it can be very disappointing and it can be very traumatic 
if others downplay your pain, if they don't have a revelation or an understanding of what it took for you to, to even believe God just to keep living, that has been one of the biggest, I would say, um, mountains that I've had to overcome and consequently just one of the scriptures, one of the first scriptures that I learned, prophetess, was um, Isaiah 53 and 5, that he was wounded for my transgressions and he was bruised yeah. for my iniquities and the chastisement of my peace. It was upon him. And and as the Lord just began to speak to me even on tonight, he said that very extreme circumstances require a very extreme belief. And yeah. when it says he was wounded, for you to be wounded, that's an ex- that's extreme. So I had to yeah. stop comparing my pain to others and start comparing my pain to his. And it wow. says he was wounded for our transgressions, bruised, bruised, that's trauma. That's pain. So that requires extreme belief. So he went to the extreme for me so that whether I've had an emotional or physical pain, I've had surgery uh, that God has brought me through. I had to have a uh, a blood transfusion, and I almost passed out when they told me. But because this scripture has been in me since my 20s, I don't mind telling my my age. I'm 57. I'm happy to be 57. But that scripture was such a part of my life. You don't look it. (laughs) Well, thank you. I received Mm -hmm. that. Thank you. Thank you. And, and, you know, the Lord has also given me an anointing to even declare youth with everything that I've gone through. But I had to learn that with every scripture that I read, there's an anointing that God wanted to encapsulate me. He He wanted the word to become flesh. I couldn't just read the word like it was a story or a fairy tale. I had to confess it just like I'm walking through the house talking to my husband. I had to say, honey, you know what? I'm wounded. I mean, he was wounded for my transgression. Yes. And, and yes. we practice speaking the word to each other because I, I think that we have to make that normal. Yes. Otherwise, it takes away from the, the extreme. We, we're going through extreme consequences even right now. With this pandemic, everybody is suffering. If you're not suffering something, you just came out of something. And if you're not coming out of something, you're on your way to something. So I learned to rely on Jehovah Rapha. And and Jehovah Rapha is the God who heals. If you really want to be formal with God, call him Jehovah Rapha. Rapha is about as formal as you can get, the God who heals. And Rapha means to completely make whole. That's extreme. My God. Keep going, woman of God. He, I, I feel the spirit of God. Just keep going. Amen. Amen. And, you know, I've learned that whether any type of suffering, we cannot negate it meaning we cannot deny it. I don't, you know, with you just losing your mother, I cannot, I have not lost my mother, but 
I cannot even imagine the pain that you had to endure. Even, you know, with, with uh, elder that just, sister just, that just got through speaking, I cannot even imagine the pain of what she had to go through. It, it, it's almost like your flesh is being crucified, but yet you live. So when Paul is talking about we die daily, that is part of a death that's taking place in our, in our, uh, in our bodies. And you can't even articulate it. You can't explain it to anybody. At the time that you're going through it, sometimes you don't have the words. You don't have the thoughts. Sometimes you, you almost feel like, well, shoot, this, this is just too painful. I can't take this. I, I want to die. And then that's when you start, that's when you can relate to what Jesus went through. Because if we don't have an understanding, if we can't understand what it means to be wounded, what it means to be bruised, then we can't relate to him. We begin to think, oh, this is too much. This is unfair. I can't believe I'm going through this again. You mean my finances are suffering again? Why am I having to go through this again? God, I just don't believe this. God, I'm angry at you. And, yes, I have had that conversation, but I love him through my suffering. I've learned, I learned to love him because I was able to understand that my suffering for, was for a reason. My suffering was tied to a purpose, that everything that I went through, it was to build. It was to process me. It was to mature me. It was to allow me to understand the breadth, the length, and the depth, and the height. How high was his suffering? How, how, how wide was his suffering? How deep was his suffering? Why, why did you even want to die for me? Lord, why, how can you love me so much that you suffered? You suffered to the point where they begin to pull plugs of your skin out of your body. You did that for me? So it, it comes down to this, that the suffering, the, my, the trials of my suffering are not even worthy. To be, compared to be compared with the glory. To the glory that's yeah. going to take place in me because of from thinking I was pregnant that I wasn't and telling everybody I was pregnant, my heart being broken and my husband being broken and, and just embarrassed and humiliated. And then when God finally did it, all the joy, all yeah. the joy, all the yeah. joy after all the all that we had gone through, after all the hurt, after all the rejection, people just rejecting you just because of who you are. Yes. Yeah. But I learned and, that, that Jehovah and, and you know, Rapha. Let, Go ahead, baby. Jehovah Rapha. It's something that yeah. you hit on several times, and there is a scripture um, that the Holy Spirit placed on my heart. It's James 5. In verse 16, um, in the Aramaic, it says, but be, <laughs> it's funny because it says, but be confessing. <laughs> like, he like, we know y'all are going to need to confess a bunch of times, so just keep being. Yes. He said, be, yes. he said, but be yes. confessing your offenses. Not offense, mm. but offenses. It's like, he knows oh. you're going to make a whole bunch of them. So Come he on. said, but be confessing your offenses one to another. Come on, come now, on. Now, what happens is we try to pray about the offenses to God. Yes, that's This good. is why 
many are not being healed because yes. the instruction when there is an offense, Come the on. scripture said go to the person. Mm. Do you see that? He said, yes, but be confessing your offenses one to another and pray one yes. for an, another to be healed. So that's two things. You got to confess your offense. Then you need to pray for them to be healed. See, that part right there, people don't even want to do that. Yes. See, other translations Mm -hmm. have it, like in NLT, it mentions it this way. It says confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. That's it. So he's saying you got all this sin. Mm-hmm. In this relationship, because this is a relationship come on, come on. that this scripture mm-hmm. is talking about, whether it be a marriage, friendship, what have you, yeah. to be able to hold on to that offense, it will become sin. Because grudges mm-hmm. is going to lead to a continuation of unforgiveness. That's it. And remember, Jesus said, if you don't forgive people, then I can't forgive you. And then if you're not forgiven, then you already know what that means, right? So going back to that verse, he said, but be confessing your offenses one to another and pray Mm -hmm. one for another Mm -hmm. to be healed for the power of the prayer, which a righteous person prays is great. So this scripture is talking about people of God. So the fact that he has to tell men and women of God, children of God, you need Mm -hmm. to go and tell this person, this is what offended you. And if you've offended someone, then you need to go, you know, it's vice versa. Then pray for those and pray for each other to be healed. And he said, because when you do this, you're a righteous person. You know, these prayers are going to avail much. And so the question that I ask you about what are some of the, uh, one of the greatest hurts that you experienced and how did God heal you, you said Uh some of it came through your emotions and some was just dealing with other people. This scripture is something that it's just like, this is an antidote for situations like that. That's good. It's It's an answer for situations like that. And I've had, God has had me minister to so many different people because a lot of times mm-hmm. when you're on assignment, you go through different mm-hmm. things. And what you have mm-hmm. to do is you cannot take personal what is happening through That's other it. individuals. And so, you know, mm. what, it doesn't mm. matter if it's envy, if it's jealousy, if it's selfishness, whatever the case may yes. be. Yes. If if we are so mature, like we keep saying we are, then yes. you will Come see on. what that situation is, and you will release the agape love on that person and not Amen. take it personal. Amen. In other words, you're not going to get mad and be like, well, I'm out of here. I'm not dealing with them no more. I'm cutting him off. I'm cutting her off. No, mm-hmm. no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. Because the enemy is the enemy. Yeah. The enemy is the enemy. And I'm going to tell you something. It's moments like what we have tonight. This is why some of us or some do not 
they're not able to even receive a Psalm 23 blessing. Because when God tells this through David, he said that God has set before him a table in the presence of his enemies. But Mm -hmm. the beautiful thing about it is God has the oil sitting on the table. He has the oil sitting on the table because nobody Mm -hmm. likes to be hated. Nobody especially doesn't like to have to sit and eat with somebody that can't stand you. Does that make sense? Does that make sense? So what Uh God does is he has the oil there because David has been able to continue to be nice to his enemies. Oh, my God. He was nice to Saul. Yes. (laughs) He was nice to Saul. The worst thing he did was cut his skirt. But he could have took him out. He could have did a whole lot of things, but he said, I will not touch God's anointing. So he was able to respect that anointing on him, and it doesn't matter. People say, well, he was anointed with a little flash. It doesn't matter. It was still the anointing. It doesn't matter. And see, God is looking at the heart. This is why people like David are chosen to continue to go up in God. Because they can sit at a table with enemies and not call them haters. Because the oil is there. And when God anoints you, it removes burdens and it destroys yokes, which means that you're going to be unbothered by their jealousy. You're going to be unbothered by all the little stuff that they have done or will try to do. Because you're anointed. Did you just hear that? You're anointed. Somebody that is listening right now, I want you to know today that God has anointed you with fresh oil. Do not be concerned over who hates you, who doesn't like you, who 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 doesn't share your Facebook post. Because this world is ridiculous now. Every little thing gets people upset. Every little thing gets people mad. But I want you to know. It is it is somebody who is going to be listening to this or who's listening now. There is something that God has in store for you. And what he wants you to do is be healed in your emotions because his hand is on you. His hand is on you tonight, not only to bless you, but to heal you. Not only to heal you, but to release his fresh anointing upon your life. Because where he's taking you, you're going to have to continue to carry and walk in the agape love of God. The scripture says that you will know them by their love, not by how many demons they cast out, not by how many people are slain when they walk by. It's going to be by their love. As a minister and as a person who does conferences and events, you don't even want to know some of the things that I've seen that anointed people do many of them that's about as much as i will say but the bible says you will know them by their love i want you to remember that you will know them by their love this is how you know when it's god how do you know when it's prophecy because the word of god accompanies it for somebody that was a word for you The word of God accompanies the prophetic. Amen. Always remember that scripture is always going to be in line with prophetic words. 
And so, woman Amen. of God, as we have a few minutes left, I just want you to take just a minute or two, and I just want you to speak whatever is on your heart. You can pray. You can exhort. You can just speak whatever you have on your heart for about a minute or two. Amen. Let the Lord use you. Amen. Man and woman of God that's listening right now, young lady, young man that's listening right now, the Lord wants you to know that he is not ignoring your pain. He's not negating. Negating means to just minimize. He's not doing that. He wants to acknowledge your pain, but he wants to tell you, he wants to give you a remedy for your pain tonight. Now, the Lord began to talk to me about Jehovah Rapha. That's a formal name, just like my name is Pearl Marable, just like there may be a James uh, Duncan that's listening right now, or your name might just be James, whatever the case may be. The Lord wants you to know that he, he gave a particular name to your problem, which is Rapha, which means he wants to completely, he wants, he wants to completely settle it. The pain that you have because you don't get along with your family, it could be your sister, it could be your mother. And the Lord wants you to know that he can heal you. He can heal that situation. He can turn that situation around. He wants you to trust him. We are sitting here today speaking through these through this broadcast only because we were able to, to overcome certain pains. Certain disappointments, hurt, expecting God to do something, and it didn't happen. We're sitting here telling you that we've had the same pain. It may not have been like yours. There are some things that you've gone through that I may not even be able to relate to. But the Lord is saying you, that, hey, I'm, I was wounded for your pain. Transgression means to break the law. If you broke the law, if you are if you committed a felony, the, Jesus said, I was wounded for it. I was bruised for it. If you was chastised, if you got written up at work, that's what chastised, that means to correct. If you were chastised at work, if you can't get along with your coworkers, if you're being mistreated by your supervisor, Jesus said, I paid for all that. He's saying the suffering, once you get to know him in the fellowship of, of your own suffering, Every time you suffer, he wants you to begin to relate that to him. He wants you to begin to understand what he went through as he was God, but he was a man. He was flesh and blood, and he wouldn't be able to relate to us had he not walked the earth, had he not entered the earth in blood. And after he completed his assignment, he's up there sitting on the right hand of the Father at this very moment making intercession for you. He has not forgotten about you. He's still seated. So if you can't think of anything else to say when you're when you're hurt, when you're in pain, he wants you to just begin to say Jehovah Rapha. He wants it to become personal because it has to become personal when you're dealing with severity. It has become so severe, you don't know what else to do. And then he wants you to be able to say, you know what? Romans 8 and 18, for I reckon that the suffering of this present time are not worthy 
to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. The glory is being revealed in us as we speak. The glory is being it's manifesting. It's going to manifest. That means it's going to show up. There's going to be a performance. And I was talking to uh, Lady Corman, and I'm going to talk uh, Prophetess Corman, and I'm going to end with this, and then I will, I'll say a quick prayer. She said to me, she said, woman of God, the Lord is revealing to me that God is not taking a long time to do what we're asking him to do. God is getting ready to do this thing expeditiously. She said, I believe, she said, God is getting ready to move quick. He's getting ready to move fast. He's been, some of us, he's been to put us on a fast track. If you receive that word, let that settle in your heart and in your spirit and believe God for that. I'm calling you into maturity as I speak. Father, I pray that the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart have been acceptable in your sight. Father, I call uh, their lives into everybody that's listening. I call their lives into apostolic alignment. I pray, Father, that you begin to reveal to them the breadth, the length, the depth, and the height of the love of God, even during their suffering, that they may know you, even in the part of their sin. As, as the uh, prophetess Corman said, is, if we confess our sin, you're faithful, you're faithful to forgive us. But we have to recognize that if we sin against our brother, we have to go to our brother. We can't go straight to the altar. We have to go to our brother if we want to be healed the right way. We have to do it your way. We can't do it our way. So God begins to reveal to us areas that we need to confess out of our mouth. And as we confess them, we believe that not only will you forgive us, but you'll heal us, even as we confess our faults to others. And Father, I pray for those that are sick. I pray, God, I speak and declare Isaiah 53 and 5, that you were wounded for their sickness. You were bruised for their iniquity. The chastisement of your peace, of their peace was upon you. It is by your stripes that they are healed. And we thank you for it tonight, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. In Jesus' name, my God. Thank you so much for joining us on tonight, Prophet Pearl. We receive it. We so appreciate you, woman of God. We have Pastor Thomas Gray with us, but before we bring him on, we're going to go to Residue by Jason Nelson. Keep listening. We're going to give away a book when we come back shortly. Take it to the water. Body going under And when I come up I can feel the sun shining on my face And like a janitor you got me cleaned up You made me a believer The blind mark on my soul has been erased And now that I've been with you I've got a new Forever change 
like a baby I'm taking no steps And if I fall I know you're right yeah. I'm holding on as you lead me the right way And now that I've been with you I've got a new set of rules I can see the obvious rules There's no Hesitated to put in the book. 
there were a few things that I hesitated to put in the book uh, in regards to the things that God had spoken. Um, and one of the things was dealing with communication. Uh, I hesitated to put that in there because that was a real testimony and a real testing part for me when I got married or when my wife and I became one, communication was one of the things that I had to overcome. So as putting it in, a lot of times you have to go back and relive those moments or you have to reflect and think of those moments. And like the woman of God said prior, that in doing so, it allows you to be able to overcome. It allows you to be able to be conquerors. You know, for the scripture said that we are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus, but there are some things that we have to conquer on this side as well. And I like the fact that um, the speakers before have stated as far as there is an order. There is an order for healing. And the tag that God gave me for the marriage, uh, marriage by the book, is it is designed to make you better. You know, designed to make you better because we know the story that when God created man, he he caused man to be in the garden. He caused him to fall into a deep sleep. He removed the rib, and then he made woman, you know, and he brought woman to man because he said it was not good for man to be alone. I will make him a helpmeet. And so we know the wife is to be a helpmeet, but it's designed to make you better because then it goes on to say that he that finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor with God. So now, once again, designed to make you better. So in in that, we must know that we must come together in order to have that healing and to have that structure and to come together to be able to receive all that God has for us. So communication was one of the things that I almost hesitated to put in the book because of that being one of the in trials and, and tasks that God had to mold into me to be able to do. You know, what is something that you have done since you've been married that you felt like she's leaving me? <laughs> is that- you know what? Well, God is orchestrating these questions because somebody is right there. Yes, yes. And, and and that's fine because we both know the truth. So I wouldn't yes. ne- ne- dare lie on air or before God yes. or the people of God or yes. anyone that is listening. And, because and before you answer that, let me say to the listeners, I have been knowing Pastor Gray and his wife, Maria, for over 24 years. <laughs> yes. They are an amazing couple. I love them so, so much. We used to be kind of like road dogs. <laughs> yes, yes. We would yes. travel when you would go and preach out of town, out of state and everything. So I personally know you, but just for those who are listening who don't know you, um, being that there are so many people, even in ministry, that are getting divorced, for the person who is, like, thinking, my wife is leaving me because of X, Y, Z, give them just a little bit because your wife didn't leave. You didn't leave and she didn't leave. So just give them just a little bit of something that can keep them holding on. Answer, I want to give the 
the solution first. Yes. The reason why she didn't leave and the reason why I didn't leave or the reason why we never left is because of God. That's because powerful. when we first when we first got married, you know, I was twenty four, she was twenty three, you know, we was young. We uh thought we knew a lot of things, but come to find out we didn't know half of the things that we thought that we knew. And so with that being said, I didn't know anything about uh, uh, generational curses. I didn't know about the things that my grandfather and my uncle and the, the, those things that they did had came in and was being a part of my life. I thought that thing that they did, not knowing that it was a curse on the bloodline. And so when I got married, I began to keep conversations with older flings that I had. And so I didn't break the ties that should have have been broken. Now, there was some conversations that we had that was about family. There was some conversations that we had that was about old times. There was some conversations that we had as far as how we could have done things better or what road are you going on now. But the fact of the matter is, is that those conversations should not have been done outside of the presence of my wife. So that's one of the things when we first got married that almost caused us not to be where we are on today because of communicating in the wrong manner and with the wrong person. And I found that's what happens. We get caught up and we think that we know what we're doing and the enemy slips in or we allow that door to be open and the enemy comes in and he destroys that which God is building and God is establishing and God is maintaining. So I would say close those doors, you know, cut off those things and allow God to bring you together as one. You don't understand, ask questions. You're not sure, ask questions. Things get a little stressed, ask questions, because that's how you get to the, 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 the root of the matter, because it was during that time that I began to understand generational curses. I had never been taught that. I had never, it had never been told, I had never been spoken all the years of my life about those things. I just thought it was a way of life. I thought it was a way that they did things. I thought it was a habit. I thought it was something that you were supposed to do, but come to find out in God, there's a lot of things that we think that we're supposed to do that we cannot do and shall not do any longer. Exactly. And, you know, to just give people just a tidbit of insight, um, I remember being out of town with you and your wife, and we were getting ready to leave. And around that time, um, the prophetic was just, increasing in my life and there were things that God was doing that I didn't I didn't always understand why he was revealing things and I remember one of y'all friends <laughs> mm-hmm. um, God dropped him on my heart and so when I got in the car with my luggage I said hey um so and so is on my heart and your wife was about to say something and you was like mm. <laughs> like don't say nothing and I was like what is it and you was like nothing and so we get there, and his their friend, just so everyone knows, was he was in ministry, right? 
yes. he was in ministry. Okay, and he was married, and I'm not going to go into no more details so then people will know who the person is, but he had a family, <laughs> mm-hmm. and um, this individual felt like I was supposed to be his wife, but he was already married with a family. Right. So once we got there, he actually came to visit me at your at, at your wife's family's house, and when mm-hmm. I was talking to him, I could not believe what this man was saying. And, of course, you know me. The I began to pray and rebuke that spirit, and he just fell on the ground, like literally. He, <laughs> he fell on the ground. Yes, the power of God just slayed him out. And um, I remember just praying for him and his wife. Um, I looked BB and CC wine and tapes to them and was believing God for their restoration and I think a few years later, y'all told me that he divorced her and married somebody else and that they were pastoring. And I was just like, wow. But during that season and even, you know, let, let's just, let me just put it this way. There are still married men that are still trying to speak to women outside of their marriage. Absolutely. And one of the things that I try to always do, especially when it comes to ministering, or teaming up with couples and different things, and you can attest to this, your wife can attest to this, I always show respect towards the spouses, always. Um, That is so important to me. I don't wear sexy clothes around, you know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. some people, sometimes I think they don't have brains. Sometimes I think they don't have brains. It's like you don't do that and you're traveling with somebody, you don't do that. You have to be respectable. You know what I mean? And so Mm -hmm. there are safeguards and certain ways that we do things. A lot of times when I speak with you uh, and your wife, we're on conference calls. You know what I'm saying? And if we have to do like a meeting or something, it's like she is the one that sets it up. You, You know what I mean? Like we're so close. We're like family. You two are like my big brother and sister. And yes, there's ma'am. never been a time when no one has ever done anything. And I try to keep that same way of doing things with all of my friends in ministry. And I even tell other individuals in ministry, be very careful. Um, you want to always respect the spouse. You always want to acknowledge the spouse. And I even, um, I was like, I want to hear her voice. I wanted to hear the woman of God. I was like, I love her. She is an amazing woman of God. And just to, I wanted to throw that in there because people need to know that we're not out here. There are some people who don't want your husband. I feel like I need to say that across these airwaves. There are some people that are actually happy for you. There are some people who are rooting for God um, to continue to keep you guys going strong. There are some people who are not deliberately trying to do things. You know what I'm saying? And so I just wanted to kind of put that out there because some people are so, um, they can't even have peace in their marriage because they don't trust their spouse. Some men, they don't trust their wife. They don't trust their wife. And then some women, they don't trust their husband. You know, and some people, there are reasons for that, but God can heal that. And, And this is one reason why you are on here, man of God. One of the reasons why you are on here is not just because you're an anointed man of God. It's not just because you have written 
this great book that we're about to give away tonight. We're giving away two copies of Pastor Gray's book. Um, But you're also on here because there's an anointing on you and your wife's life to pray. You guys Mm -hmm. are people that are very effective in prayer, and there's an anointing on both of y'all. Your wife has an anointing where this woman, she goes out in the spirit when she prays. And it's like situations can literally change, like, supernaturally when you guys pray. And so somebody tonight, maybe they have done some things. Maybe they didn't get a check in their spirit to where they was able to stop, you know, the, the texting or the sexting or the Facebooking mm-hmm. or the, the you know, or all the other new things that are out there. <laughs> Right, right. Uh, all of these nope, nope. things that are out there where people can hook up and all types of stuff. Maybe somebody just went full throttle in that thing. Maybe somebody in, that was in my situation, they decided, hey, I'm about to go ahead and date Pastor, uh, Pastor so-and-so, even though I know he's got a wife and kids. So what do those people do? So what do you say to those people? I want you right now to take this time and minister to people who did cross the line. What would you say to them, Pastor? Uh, the first thing I would say is that forgiveness is in order. And the reason why I say forgiveness is in order is because you have to repent for the things that you do, whether knowingly or unknowingly. And when we say forgiveness, it, it, it means that you have turned. Now, I'm not talking about a 360 that will put you right back in the same place where you were. I'm talking about where it says that you're a godly sorrow and you're turned away from that sin or that act and you walk away from it and you leave that behind you. And so that is true repentance. And so I would say to repent, you know, and ask God for the opportunity to share your heart with the spouse of the individual that you got that that this thing happened in. And so therefore will also bring healing and it'll bring restoration. Now it may not bring it like you want it, but you have to accept it the way God brings it to you because we know that as like the scripture says, as long as there's seed time, there's harvest, you know, that uh, that whatsoever we sow, we also shall reap. So we also have to think about that as far as the forgiveness and to be able to cut off that thing. Like I said, I didn't know about the generational curses. Maybe you don't know about the things that your mother went through that before she got married to your dad or it may be because you saw the things that they did when they was married and they, and they didn't act like they was married. Uh, your father did to your mother, however it may be, your life, because it will cause you the same pain later in life as it did earlier in life. So I would say ask for forgiveness and ask God to give an opportunity for restoration in that relationship for that healing of that family because actions of that sort does not just affect one it affects all that is involved my god 
That is that is an awesome, awesome word. And I know that someone has been strengthened on tonight. Um, and someone has hope tonight for their marriage. And we want to aid in that hope by giving away um, a copy of your new book, uh, Marriage by the Book, Pastor Gray. And this is what I feel led to do on tonight. I feel led that the first copy should actually go to you, Evangelist Montel. (laughs) So uh, Pastor Gray agreed. And so we want you to have the first copy that we're going to give away on tonight. And this is coming from on behalf of Prayer Mantle Ministries. And what's the name of your church, Pastor? Uh, True Way Deliverance Church. On behalf of True Way Deliverance Church, uh, Pastor Thomas and Maria Gray, and they're going to make sure that they autograph that for you and have it signed and everything with, you know, they're going to put a little sum in there for you. And so I just want you to be comforted on tonight, um, you know, in your marriage and in everything that you're going through tonight. And so at this time, we would like to bring on our final guest for the night, and that is Minister Markeisha and Pastor James Gibson, young and adult um, Pastor James Gibson. Are you all there? Yes, bless you, bless you. Thank you for having us, Prophetess Carmen. Hi, Minister Marquise, Pastor James, are you there? I'm here. How are you, sir? I'm doing fine, and you? I'm doing so fine. I'm so elated right now because... The people that are listening tonight, they have no idea that I have been a part of some of you all. Y'all do the Thursday night prayer from your church, and it is so on fire. And every time I'm on there with you guys, it is just so amazing. And so when the Spirit of God put on my heart to do this particular program on healing, um, I was like, there's no way I'm going to do this program without the work of church being represented in Jesus' name. (laughs) There was no way I could do this program without you guys being a part of it. And so first and foremost, I have to say this. Pastor James, you are not just the young, the youth and young adult pastor at the Workers' Church, but you're also a band director. Is that correct? Yes, ma'am, I am. My God. And so I I thought about that earlier today. I thought about it yesterday. I said, you know, that is amazing to have someone like yourself being in a position like that, you know, or there are things that you recognize as a result of you being a man of God and being not only over the body of believers as a youth and young adult pastor, but also people that are in school. These young, uh, these young men and women um, who are being shaped to be world changers, and God has allowed you to be a leader in the, their life. How does that make you feel? Um, honestly, it scares me. No, I'm just playing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's something that's a very beautiful thing. Uh, I don't take what I do lightly. Uh, being mm-hmm. responsible for someone's soul, and I know it's different in school. We can't uh, verbally profess, you know, w- what we are, our beliefs on the kids, but 
I still let them know that I'm a man of faith, that I'm a believer, that I uh, I believe in God. He is the head of my life and my household, and um, yes. and my life adds up to that and walks and something. And I just pray and hope every day that something that I do uh, would give them the confidence in knowing this God, this Jesus that I proclaim and uh, profess to know. Uh, you know, through music, through everything that I do, my walk, my, you know, something, the words of encouragement that I always give them. So it, it, it's it's a beautiful outlet for ministry to take place and to be able to uh, bridge the gap and build relationships with those students to uh, draw them to Christ outside of the school, you know, and uh, make those connects with the ministry at the Workers' Church as well. So, so I, we got to give it. a shout out to your pastor. Go ahead and say his name. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. I want to shout out Pastor K. L. Bill. Uh, he is yes. pastor uh, He is doing a phenomenal job, and and yes. God is definitely leading him and blessing him and his family, his lovely wife and kids as well. So we uh, we both are thankful for him and his life. Yes. Now, Minister Marquisa, you and I go way back. <laughs> We've been knowing each other since since high school. <laughs> and you Ooh, are I thought such you was a remarkable. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> We've been knowing each other for a very, very long time. And you are such a, first of all, it's an honor to have you on here. You are such an amazing woman of God, and I'm not just saying that because you're my friend. You are um, an amazing woman of God. You are very, very anointed, very keen in the spirit. The hand of God has been on your life, I mean, since I can remember, always been on your life, and that's the beautiful thing because we know our past, right? (laughs) But it's like in the midst of all of the things that we have gone through and that we've done and that we face, um, and even things that sometimes, even in this day and time that we experience, God is always faithful. He is always faithful to Thank forgive you. us. Tell me about something that you have experienced where you have seen God's faithfulness during oh, a season wow. that seems reckless to you, that seems like nothing was going to be able to be restored after this. Um Bless you. Um, wow. I The first thing that comes to mind is when I um, had to have surgery on my throat. Um, they had to remove a five-centimeter mass on one side. And on the inside, while they were in surgery, they found another mass that was sitting on my, vo- my voice box. And um, the doctor had mentioned to me, that um, when they were doing the surgery, that they would have to remove both masses uh, because it was difficult for me to lay down, to swallow. Um, I couldn't lay flat on my back. Um, But I just trusted God. Uh, The doctor told me that there would be uh, a great chance that I wouldn't be able to talk or sing anymore. And um, through all the things that I had been through that I thought was hard, 
that was my hard place. That was my hard place. For one, I love to talk. <laughs> um, and for two, I love to sing. I love to praise the Lord. I love to sing. I love to worship. Um, and that was my hard place. Um, that is where I really had to tap into the faith that I had. And it was very scary. I I know a lot of scriptures and I know, you know, we're supposed to say things a certain way, but I'm just telling you, I was scared. I was afraid, um, but I leaned on the strength of the Lord. For the word does say that his strength is made perfect mm-hmm. in our weakness. And that, for me, was my weakest moment. I didn't know anybody that had gone through that. I didn't have a point of reference, uh, but I knew a point of reference in the word of God where God had healed so many people. He had restored so many people. He had brought through so many people. Um, Even tonight, it's a beautiful scripture about the paralyzed man. And I couldn't imagine being paralyzed. Mm. Um, But I can say that after surgery, the doctor came to me and said everything went well, but you can't talk for six weeks. Don't even attempt to talk. But I'm mm-hmm. telling you, that was my paralyzed my place. Ooh, my mm-hmm. God. Um, I just had to lay there. I had to write down the things that I need. I had to text my daughters, my God, to let them know that, you know, I, I needed something soft to eat. I couldn't eat certain things. But I just thank God because even in that, uh, even as the woman of God that came on earlier was talking about, the way that you think. I had to think positive things from the word of God. And it helped me through. And I began to speak things over my life. I began to speak things over my life. I knew people were praying for me. I knew you were praying for me. You called and checked on me all the time. My pastor checked on me. The, The workers' church checked on me. Everybody came by, brought things, you know, it was just something about the presence of God in those wee hours of the night mm-hmm. when I didn't have anybody to call on. I knew that when my mouth couldn't speak, hallelujah, I'm getting happy in here. When my yes, mouth Lord. couldn't speak during those six words, he still mm-hmm. heard my cry from yeah. the inside. And yeah. I began to declare Psalms 118, I shall live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. And to me, declaring mean, I will speak. I will sing. I will recover. Regardless of what the doctor said, she had done all she could do. Now it's in your hands, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So that was was my hard place. I'm getting happy in here. <laughs> yes, Lord. And you know, place. one of the reasons why we're doing this broadcast is to literally not just testify, not just talk about how God has healed us, but to bring someone else into the knowledge that God can and will heal them tonight. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 He will. He will do it. It may be someone on this line tonight 
They yeah. may not uh, be dealing with the same thing that I just spoke of, but you may be paralyzed in a different yeah. way. You may no feel bad. stuck. You may feel mm. mentally stuck. You may feel stuck on that job. You may feel stuck in that relationship. You may feel like that there's nothing else that you can do. But isn't that the greatest thing about God? The greatest thing about God is that when it gets too hard for you, it's just right for God. For the Bible, there is nothing, no thing. I love to say it that way. There is no thing, no person, no place. Nothing is too hard for God. So if you're dealing with sickness, if you need healing in your mind, healing in your finances, healing in your body, healing in your relationship, healing in your mindset, healing in your home, healing with your children, healing in your church, healing in your community. Hallelujah. God is able to do it. He's able to do anything but fail. He cannot Mm. fail. Hallelujah. As a matter of fact, he's waiting to hear you call unto him. Lord, help. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's waiting on your faith. That same faith that those friends used when they carried that paralyzed man on that mat. Yes. Hallelujah. Rip the roof off. Hallelujah. I heard a minister say the other day, tear the roof off of it. Yes. (laughs) Tear the roof off of your situation. Tear the roof off of whatever it is that's holding you back from believing. I'm declaring decree right now that the roof is coming off. Hallelujah. Whatever it is, the roof is coming off. We are touching it agreeing right now in the name of Jesus. We are tearing the Wanted to release two scriptures of 
as I were here, uh, I was on and I was hearing the first two people that were on and God had took me to these two scriptures. Um, and I wanted to release those first and then we just yeah. see what the Lord for that. Uh, Romans 8 and 18, and uh, this is NIV. I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. Oh, my God. Hallelujah. Your present Thank situation you, can't compare to what God is getting ready to do my through God. you with you. Um, I, I just believe that God is getting ready to blow our minds, that he is putting us in the season where he is showing us his hand and whatever it is that we need or and asking him for or whatever yeah. it is that we are need of, he's going to do that thing. But the thing has to happen that we cannot focus on the situation of the circumstance, but we got to focus on God. So many times yes, we Lord. give. We give give so much power to the circumstance of the situation or the suffering, but the suffering is the small thing. That's the minute thing. The big thing is your God. Oh, my God. If you can yes, focus Lord. on how big in the capacity that God is in this time, that's when you will be able to uh, receive the glory that he has for you. And you got to understand that the situation of the circumstance was only to shape you to make you, to mold you into what he was trying to do. Then the second one is um, 2 Corinthians 4 and 17, for our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an internal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen, since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is, is eternal. So we don't fix our eyes on the situation of the circumstance, but we fix our eyes on our God, and and we're believing God for healing on tonight, and not just on um, healing with just the sickness of bodies, but I just believe that God is going to mend some brokenness, some hearts, some that yeah. uh, restore some minds on tonight. That He's going to do the very thing that He promised you, and somebody needs to know that that you don't need to focus on the thing that you that's right in front of you, but put your thing, put your eye and your focus on what is. Unseen, because I heard another scripture says, "No, I have seen, nor uh, either have heard, hey. or either has it entered into the heart." My and God. I just believe that God is getting ready to bless and restore on tonight. Um, yes, so, so, so I just want to breathe a word of prayer uh, with those scriptures on mind, on on our mm-hmm. mind, and believing God for healing and however you need Him to heal on tonight. So, God, we thank you, Father. We thank you because you are a good, good father. You are a healer, God. We thank you everything that you have done, God. We thank you for this time of prayer. We thank you for this conference call, this broadcast on tonight. God, we thank you for every ear that it will touch, God, that no words that will release on tonight will return void, but, God, that it will be used for your glory on tonight. So, Father God, we thank you, God for the things that are, are are going to take place and the things that are about to be revealed and released in this season. God, we believe in you. we are believing you for healing on tonight. God, we need you like never before. God, we believe that you can and you will heal the land, God. We believe that no sickness or disease can overpower who you are, God, because you are uh, all-knowing and you are a most powerful God. Lord, so we thank you 
for everything that you have done, God, and thank you for what you're about to do, God. We even believe that this sickness and this season of COVID cannot compare to what you are and who you are, God. So we ask that you will go out into the hospitals on tonight, God. Anybody that's dealing with sickness in the body, God, that you will... uh, um, that you will heal like only you can, God. We thank you for your healing power, God, your healing hand, God. We thank you, God, that you were wounded for our transgressions. Oh, my God. Lord, so you live by your sight. We are healed, God. And I just believe that we are healed of the whole, God, because of you, God. You were wounded, God. Lord, on a old rugged cross, God, that you you paid the debt that, that you did not deserve, oh God. You paid it for us, God, so that we can live, God, so that we can have life more abundantly. So we thank you, our Father, for being that type of God. Lord, then you said your word that we can cast all our cares on you, God, because you care for us. So God, we thank you for caring for little old us, God. We're so undeserving, Father. We're so unworthy of it, God, but you still see it to bless us, God. You said brand new mercies we see every morning, God, so we thank you, Lord, for morning right now, God. We thank you, God, for morning, God. We've been made endure for a night, God, but joy comes in the morning. You know what your people are in need of, oh, God. You know what they've been asking for, God. You know what we've been dealing with, oh, God, and we believe that you are going to do it like never before, God. You're going to heal. We're going to experience your healing hand like never before, oh, God. We believe for restoration on the night, oh, God. We believe that you are going to do it, God. We believe that you have never lost the case, God. You've never lost the faith in the sickness at the name of Jesus. Oh, 
We lose flavor. Oh, my God. We lose it right now, God. Oh, my God. We have to do the mouth of the enemy that could not move in, that could left in, because God called more than the emperor. Oh, my God. We have to do the mouth of the enemy that tell you that you shall not live because the word that you shall live and not die. Oh, we believe it all since the mouth of the enemy that
No weapon oh, yeah, against you. My no, God, no speak, man of God. Hallelujah.
It is a symbol of God's covenant that as a result of sin, which is the reason why it was destroyed in the first place, that he's not going to do it like that again. And so for someone, he is saying according to not only what the, the, the man of God just prophesied, but what his scripture is saying, God is confirming to someone on tonight that no weapon formed against you is going to be able to prosper. And so I wanted to reiterate that real quick because this word is some someone is going to need this word. You may not need it right now, but you are going to need this word when situations try to rage against your life. You can go ahead and know that God is with you no matter what, that the strength of God is with you. The Bible says the joy of the Lord is my strength. He is your shelter on tonight. He is your strength on tonight. And I want to also let everybody know, during this particular program, this obedience and the fact that God allowed it to take place is your confirmation that you will be healed. This is your confirmation that healing has been released on tonight. Healing has and is being released. Whoever is under the sound of my voice, the healer is here. His healing is something that cannot be stopped. His power cannot be stopped. His glory cannot be shielded. It cannot be, it's not something that anyone can block. The purpose and the call has for your life has been predestined and preordained by God. Remind God of those prophetic words that he's spoken over you. Remind God of the things that he has said that he is going to do in your life. And if those things have not happened, you cannot die. You shall not die, but you're going to live and you're going to declare the works of the Lord in Jesus' name. Amen, everybody. Amen, everybody. Amen. 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 We have one more book that we want to give away before we, before we close out tonight. And, I would like to give this book to Prophetess Pearl Marable. You are our winner uh, for this particular book. And so we're going to be sure to get your information so that uh, Pastors Thomas and Maria Gray can ship this out to you. I want to thank everyone for joining us on tonight. It has been such an honor. And James, my God, you... You, Pastor James, Minister Markeisha, um, I'm just blown away right now. I feel the Holy Ghost right now. I feel the fire of God, literally. I feel the fire of God. I want to also thank our previous guests, um, again, Prophetess Pearl, and I also want to thank Janine, and I also want to thank you, again, Evangelist Montel, and Reaching Out Radio and Field Outreach Ministry. Thank you so much very much for blessing us to be on your platform again for piercing the heavens. I had said that we were just going to do just one show. We're not doing any more shows. 
I don't know what God is doing, but if he says come back, we will be back in Jesus' name. Amen. Does anyone, um, Minister Markeisha, Pastor James, do you all have any closing words before we go? I just want to, my God, I just want to thank you for having us on uh, tonight. Um, I was blessed by everything that went forth tonight, and I know the Lord is pleased. And I believe someone was healed on tonight. Yes, Lord. Thank you for your obedience, Prophet Carmen. Thank, Thank you. you for your obedience. Thank you, Lord. I love you and bless you. I love you. Pastor James, did you have anything? Yes, I just wanted to say thank you for allowing us to come onto this uh, platform again. And um, I just believe God is getting ready to do some amazing things, and I just want to release this last thing. You ain't, you are not going to have to wait a week, a couple of months, <laughs> two years now for God to release his glory on your life. I believe that it's going to happen tonight. Oh, I believe in everything that, that we've been believing God for and been believing him for and asking him for the peace, the joy, whatever it is, whatever it is in the household, whatever it is with the kids, whatever it is with your whatever it is, monetary finances, housing, whatever My it is. My God. Hallelujah. I just believe that God is going to do it on tonight. Tonight yes, Lord. Don't happen. Don't yes. worry. Don't tonight. worry about waiting until tomorrow. Hallelujah. I believe that it's happening tonight. God is tonight. ready to reveal his glory to you tonight. So you can rest assured on tonight. That the very thing you need him to do is already done, and it's going to happen tonight. You should see his hands working. My spirit bears witness with tonight. Tonight. My spirit bears witness with that tonight. (laughs) Hallelujah. (laughs) Woo, Jesus. My God. My God. This is why I wanted y'all because I'm like, I'm feeling, you already know what I'm talking about, right? I'm feeling that next dimension. (laughs) We're going to meet up again after this. Ah, Yes, Lord. (laughs) Thank you, everyone, for joining us, Pastor Gray. Pastor Gray, are you still with us? Yes, ma'am. Praise God. Okay. You are the man of the minute. (laughs) The man of the hour slash second. Can you close us out in prayer real quick? Just us. Close us out in prayer. And then we're going to go off with one final song. Amen. So, Father God, we thank you for tonight. God, we thank you for every word that has been spoken. Father God, we thank you for your prophetic word for visiting us. Father God, we thank you that it has been spoken and it has been declared and decreed that it is so. And we receive it according to the promise that you have given unto us. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank God. In Jesus' name, amen. We're going to go out with Canton Jones, Be Healed. We love you guys. Until next time, may the face of God continue to smile and shine upon you. In Jesus' name, blessings. Good night.
Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.